welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of fresh fruit and vegetable conversations with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face in business today. I want these 15-minute conversations two times per week to give you some of the best insights into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. Today on Fruitbox, I want to talk about food retailing, about supermarkets. Supermarkets can have rarely been as busy as they have been in these last few weeks. With almost every other outlet closed, they've been the main source of fresh food for millions of people around the world. Shop workers, as well as doctors and nurses, are at the front line of this coronavirus pandemic. Stores have adopted all kinds of social distancing measures to keep us apart. We have to queue outside the supermarket. Only a certain number of people are allowed into the store at any one time. We're often not allowed to buy more than one item of anything, and we're encouraged not to pay in cash. So when this lockdown ends, as it will in one country after another around the world, will things return to the way they were, or have things changed forever in the way we do our food shopping? Joining me on Fruitbox today to answer these and other questions is Stefan Weist. Stefan is the head of category management of fresh fruits and vegetables at Rewe, one of Germany's largest food retailers with more than 3,300 stores across the country and annual sales that topped 60 billion euros for the first time in the company's history last year. Stefan, hi, welcome to Fruitbox. Hi Chris, Uh, thanks for having me. Now Stefan, you're easing uh, the lockdown in Germany, so we read, and that's been in place for the last four to six weeks. What immediate difference will this make to the way people shop for food in in your river and penny supermarkets? Uh, And the measures you've taken in your stores, are are they going to stay in place for a while longer? Yeah, um, I I would believe so. Firstly, I think the, the lockdown we had in our German supermarkets were comparably soft uh, versus other countries. So the easing we have now um, are indeed maybe bringing uh, some more movement throughout all kinds of stores in Germany. But on the other hand, um, the easing is a hardening as well because for the first time since this week actually only, so after six weeks in a kind of lockdown, um, we are obliged to to wear masks in the stores. That was um, that was not obligatory before that. That's not just the shop workers. It's the it's the me as a as a as a consumer going to the sh- into the store as well. Yes, indeed. So far, this was not obligatory, and this only this only since this week uh, we have to wear masks uh, when we go shopping. Um, the measures which have been done in the stores um, have mainly been done by the stores, whether it's the river stores or any competitor of ours. So um, quickly installing plexiglass shields in order to you know, protect our workers, um, which have obviously been, well, probably exposed uh, with much more uh, human encounters than anybody else in uh, in uh, Germany these days. Um, So, yeah, uh, many of these things will probably stay for a while longer. Mm. And if you look more closely for a moment at the fresh fruit and vegetable assortment that you've had in your stores during this period, what what have been the big winners? Is it apples, bananas, citrus, potatoes, tomatoes, and so on, those kind of basic standard products? 
Yeah, we see good development actually in all product groups. But um, first, when it really started, let's say the first two waves of Corona, so end of March, we saw storable products heavily in demand. So potatoes, which typically are not the the most, uh, let's say, dynamic group of <laughs> products we have, uh, went up. Um, but also onions, so all the things which you which will bring you through a week or three, you know. Um, if now today, if we look back over the last six weeks, uh, the big winners were uh, citrus in percentage, um, ginger. So typical products for if you get a flu or a cold or you fear to get a cold, so products you would get there. And garlic, which I still don't understand, uh, but uh, regardless of that, garlic had a tremendous uplift as well. And what about products that have a shorter shelf life, so berries and uh, and some of the exotic fruits, and uh, and also, of course, it's uh, your spargel site, the big time for eating asparagus in in your country now. Well, the asparagus time has just recently started, so the first, let's say, small volumes from the German asparagus, which which has a preference over the imported ones. Uh, have only started about three weeks ago and only picking up like into the real season more or less now. Mm-hmm. Um, there we actually, like in all other product groups, we, we, we benefit in our sales um, from the fact that um, most food service uh, related stores, so uh, restaurants, etc., are closed down. Uh, are only allowed to sell out of home. So so we have a relatively good surplus on all of these products. But um, that, of course, said, um, we also have additional efforts to get all these products in there because um, when you prepare your whole logistics, uh, you never have a buffer of whatever, 20% or so in order to get everything into the store. So that led to some chaos in the beginning on certain products. I think we all know the toilet paper jokes uh, of Germany. So uh, <laughs> on these products, that was indeed uh, dramatic. We didn't really experience that in fruit and vegetable. But regardless of that, uh, we had quite some uplift. So one of the other product was uh, was out in the evening every now and then in the beginning weeks, yes. And, and how have your suppliers responded? I, I imagine they've done a great job for you. Yes, I think... Um, the now it really paid back that we have very good and transparent working relations with most of our partners since not years sometimes even in decades so we know each other fairly well and and early communication was there Uh, we found quick solutions um, when for example we saw that due to hygiene criteria their output of their packing stations was lower so we needed to find solutions uh, we helped them with cost where necessary uh, we we accepted that maybe here and there we uh, we took less uh, skus into our into our shelves in order to take the more automated uh, packages because there the output per hour was quicker so the i think um, everybody in the chain worked uh, quite a bit over the last weeks and uh, so as a fruit and vegetable industry, I think we are good in reacting quickly because uh, you have whatever five days of sun and followed by two days of rain and then sun again and then suddenly your volumes double. We're used to that. We're obviously not used to that uh, in that uh, environment where at the same time uh, you have political challenges like 
borders that suddenly close and then open again, or you have political challenges that suddenly a store which was allowed to sell flowers today suddenly uh, is not allowed to anymore tomorrow, and in three days it's allowed again. So these are new challenges, and um, so I think in combination it was a very, very challenging time, but I think as an industry we once again showed that we are problem solvers. Mm. Now, you, you mentioned the, the question of SKUs. It's a question you discussed with me, in fact, at the Global Tomato Congress that you organised in Rotterdam last autumn. And, and there you were talking about how you as a, a business want to reduce the number of SKUs in tomatoes in particular. Um, now, this crisis, I imagine, is accelerating that process of SKU reduction in in store, is it? And, and do you see that happening across a wide range of lines too? And will that will that stay that way? Well, um, it accelerated, um, let's say, facts, um, but it doesn't mean that every SKU reduction of the last uh, some weeks uh, will continue to, to be as such. We think from the consumer, and we right now is a it's a very distracted supply chain, or let's say a very challenged, not distracted, challenged supply chain. But I think the real process comes from us planning and preparing seasons. So whatever, whatever uh, Corona brought, it didn't accelerate or slow down any of this. Only for the last weeks and maybe for another couple of weeks or so, we see some effects of that. But let's um, Corona changed a lot of things, but it will not change our product strategy. Yeah. Now, there's been an effort uh, by you and other major supermarkets to respond to the, the general demand there is on the part of consumers to reduce the amount of packaging that we see in fresh fruits and vegetables. And yet now it seems that shoppers are, are buying kind of more packaged produce because they want their shopping trips to be both quick and easy when they get into the store. And they want that sense that the food they buy is safe, that it hasn't been touched by other people. Do you think that's going to kind of stay that way? Where, where do you think this packaging debate is going to go? Well, I think um, global warming and uh, plastic pollution will have a longer impact on us than um, the coronavirus. Mm. So firstly, I know that in many European countries, as you know, river is present in many countries. We have indeed seen the consumer by um, more packaged product um, for the reasons you just mentioned. Uh, we actually do not see such a relevant shift here. We, we have not had to, let's say, pack products which uh, we didn't pack before in order to uh, sell them. This simply didn't happen. So neither did it happen in the really, uh, let's say, crazy first two weeks of uh, the chain corona changes. But also today, if I look at our statistics, um, we cannot confirm the tendency. So uh, I think we have higher priorities right now to, to you know, push further reductions in the next few weeks. But we will not stop this effort. I think it will continue, it will continue to happen. It's still a big tendency. Uh, it's not uh, as much in the media these days, um, but it will return. Mm. At the same time, many shoppers have been seeking out new ways to buy their fresh food. New direct-to-door delivery services have sprung up in, in towns and cities. More people have gone online for their fresh fruits and vegetables. 
What, what do you think this means for the fresh fruits and vegetables that you sell in your stores? Or are you going to be selling more online in future, do you think? Well, uh, we're happy to see that both our business are developing well. Um, you might know that we are the online uh, market leader and food sales as well as Raven. Mm-hmm. And um, these colleagues have obviously seen their sales skyrocket over the last week. So to the levels that they were not able to add additional customers so they were their logistics was just over 100 percent utilized on the other hand germany on food uh, online sales is still on a relatively low level we're still even though the business probably doubled right now i don't know the exact number honestly but um, it's still in the low one digit numbers of our overall sales so yes online um, is obviously there to last uh, and the corona crisis definitely helped our colleagues to uh, grow quicker. Um, so that's the good news. Um, it's not on a level that it would completely, let's say, it's not really really something which changed our business so far. Mm. It's on top, I would say. Mm. And everybody is now talking about this new normal, that that's the future we're headed for. What do you think this new normal looks like? If I if I knew that, I would probably know which stocks to buy these days. Um, in, in my experience, um, most new normals kind of return to the old normal after a while. But uh, I think this one will take a bit longer than most of the former uh, crises which which I have lived through professionally, be it EHEC or be it uh, September 11 or whatever. Um, but I'm, I'm sure some things will get back to normal. Um, some might stay. Uh, I'm thinking of, for example, all these plexiglass things, which uh, probably also help um, against the normal flu. So um, I think they don't look bad. They don't really disturb your shopping experience. So I'm sure we'll, we'll continue to see this. But the moment there is a vaccine or the moment there is, a, let's say, a controlled health situation around uh, corona i am sure that many things will return to normal and and do you see that stefan in in terms of your focus on traceability on food safety on the partnership you have with your suppliers do you see that being reinforced as a result of this uh, this crisis yeah i think it confirms everything we have been working on over the last years it confirms that it's good to work with partners it confirms Work with for many years. It confirms that food safety is extremely important and uh, the sometimes hardly criticized or strongly criticized uh, retail measures on that have confirmed to be the right way. Um, so yes, we uh, we feel our uh, we feel most of our initiatives really confirmed by this uh, time of crisis. And uh, if you went to our stores over the last weeks, I know you can't travel these days, but if you went to our stores, you would see, you would see the good result on our shelves. Mm. That's good to hear. And that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was talking down the line to Stefan Weist, who's the head of category management of fresh fruits and vegetables at Rivo, one of Germany's largest food retailers. Stefan, thanks very much indeed. It's nice to talk to you again today. Thank you. Now, you can find today's conversation with Stefan and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. Fruitbox is now on all the major podcast platforms too. Just search for the word Fruitbox. 
I'm also pleased to tell you that we're getting loads of listens since we launched Fruitbox last month. The latest data I've been shown is that more than 3,000 of you have tuned in, and that's up by a thousand in a week or two. So keep on listening in. We've got some great guests lined up for future episodes. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you for listening. Goodbye.